Espero que nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Balcão da área, de Pereira e Mechuque, cruzou Gilberto, que confusou, vai ser o primeiro tiro para dentro! Absolutamente fenomenal da parte de Otamendi. Vai a Rafa isolado para o gol. A Chapelada tirou para dentro. Faltava o gol do Ribatejano. É Benfica, é Benfica, é Benfica. Só nós sentimos isso. Good evening, good night, good morning, depending where you are uh, and when you're watching or listening to us. Welcome to episode 83. Happy or horrible New Year. Today's results uh, dictated the uh, latter and not the former. Today I have Oscar is back. Kenny, gentlemen, how are we? Well, not doing so well. <laughs> Oscar. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it could it could have been a better day. Uh, I was hoping for a better day. It was not. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, everyone who's in the chat, feel free to leave us your thoughts, your opinions. I already see a couple comments in there already. Unless you're a Portuguese, you can keep your comments. Para malta que esteja a ver em português, hoje é o nosso podcast em inglês, mas estão à vontade para deixar os vossos comentários no chat e, claro, iremos... Uh, conversando sobre as vossas questões e as vossas opiniões. Um, se quiserem, tivemos o um podcast em português na terça-feira. Está disponível no nosso Facebook e no nosso YouTube também, se quiserem. Mas, uh, como disse, estão à vontade de deixarem os vossos comentários. Nós todos falamos português, percebemos português, por isso uh, estão à vontade. Uh, today, we have uh, the JJ situation, what happened earlier this week. Talk about the successor, what happened, what led to it. I think it was a decision that we all expected was going to happen sooner or later. Um, and then we'll talk about today's game. Um, and did we see any improvements? Did we not? Is it all the same? Um, so we'll, we'll chat about that. So starting, uh, I want to start uh, earlier in the week, kind of take a step back. Um, JJ Benfica mutually agreed to terminate the contract. Um, he's basically walked away with a similar deal as he did, as Bruno Lange did, where he gets paid his salary until he gets a new job. Um, but um he didn't get the 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 lump sum payment that he would have got based on the contract um had he had we terminated him earlier um i want a level set here uh, i think we're all in agreement here that he or this decision was coming sooner or later and it was the right decision or, or are we not of that opinion 
Go ahead. You guys don't have to wait. I want to hear you. It's it's been a long time waiting for this to come. I think it's a it's a right decision. Um, it could have come at a better time because this was horrible timing for it. The two classicals back to back. But if we the way we lost to Sporting and then we came into the toss and got and we lost to Porto, um, that's our two rivals. And both games we got basically embarrassed. Um, it had to happen. It had to happen. It, it's it sucks. Porto always gets lucky that it happens uh, like you know when they're playing us, you know. But it had to happen. Kenny, you agree? I know that you had mentioned it should have came earlier. Yeah. So listen, I, and I might go off on a on a tangent here, but <laughs> reel me in if you have to, right? So I've had mixed feelings about this, and I kind of today was trying to take a step back and really look at everything because after, like Oscar said, after. The, the Porto game in the Tasa, right? I was immediately after that game. <laughs> after that game, I was immediately like, all right, I'm done with Jesus. Like, we just, he can't get this team playing where we need to be at against our main rivals for the league, right? And, you know, it's at, at that point, you know, and I've been a defender of Jesus. So at that point, I'm like, enough's enough, time to, to do it, right? Then the news yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was, he finally gets sacked, right? And my immediate reaction was five days too late, right? Now we have to prepare to this, for this game against Porto for the league. And here we are again, you know, with, with this confusion, with this whole distraction going on. I would have rather had it happen at that time without without even reading into what, you know, everything that had happened in the locker room or whatever, right? I was just going immediately off of, okay, he's sacked. But today looking at it, I don't think we're in a better – like. Before the game today, I was thinking, I'm like, are we in a better position right now without Jesus for the rest of the league? No, we're not. In my opinion, look, what happened with Laj coming in 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 19 was really a miracle. No one expected that to happen with Bruno Laj turning that season around. It happened. Do you think it's going to happen again with Verissimo? I highly doubt it. So if I'm going to look at are we in a better position today before today's game, right? I was thinking about it before the game. Are we in better position today moving forward? No, we're not. Despite, you know, the hate that we have towards Jesus and he can't get the At the end of the day, we are better off with Jesus finishing the season than we are right now with Verissimo. And that's if Verissimo is going to, I mean, based off of what uh, Rui Costa said, Verissimo is going to be here till the end of the season. Whether that changes is yet to be, you know. Why, why do you know. think that? Why do you think that? Like, why do you think Jesus would be better off? Because because this is his team. And ge- this, and, this and, team. and, and that, just remember, it's January coming up, like in in two days, right? And the market opens up again. Jesus is a guy that wants to spend another twenty million on a, another defender, another twenty million on another defender. And I think what they're looking at right now is Verissimo to integrate other, uh, the youth and finish off the yeah. season. So, so you think that we are in a just looking at today, right? You think we're in a better position today, moving forward, without Jesus than we are if we. If I think I think we are we're in a rebuilding stage. I really do think that Benfica needs to rebuild, and they need. But, to but there's still there's still objectives that we need to complete. The, the, the like whatever we want to think, right? That seven points is the league out of reach, maybe. But the objective's still there. The objective is now harder without Jesus. And Champions League, I mean, what's, it's... What's, what's the objective here? And we're out of the cup. We have the League Cup. And we have 14 points to recover to our rivals. Yeah, we still have... 
yeah, we still have we still have the league and we have the league cup. Whether you want to you know put it up yeah. there or not, the we league have Champions League. The Champions League is a, is is something. Yeah, it's right now we've already achieved what champ, our goal for Champions League, which is right. Champions League is an add on. Yeah, right now, right now, anything above the group, the knockout stages is a it's a, a bonus, right? Because we that, that goal to reach the, the knockout has been achieved. So the 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 right the league was our main goal, and now we're fourteen points behind, right? Like I'm not I'm counting seven for Sporting, seven for Porto. They both have to lose seven points each in order for us to become champions. That's fourteen points, right? And then we have our league cup, which is to us a tasa do caneco, right? A, a, a tasa de cerveja, or whatever it is that you guys want to call it. So to me, I think it's it's a t instead of wasting more money like Jesus wants to do in January, take Verissimo and like lodge there and bring in a John Felix or bring in a bring in a, a we have youth guys on our youth team that can come into but Paulo Barrado is a player that can shine in second half of the season. Like we we need a Verissimo that played with the B team, it had him in the lead until like now. Still are in the lead. Yeah. Come in and integrate those guys because he knows them. So to me, it has to be Verissimo is the best choice for now. Listen, and Steve, uh, just just to say, I'm not saying that Jesus should have stayed, right? My opinion is Jesus should have left. But if I'm looking, you know, I'm not I'm not a dictator. I'm not running the club. But if I'm, you know, if I'm an outsider looking in, and you say you just left, let one of the best coaches in Portugal. Let's face it. I mean, he won. Whether he had a terrible time the second the second round, he had. He was the winningest coach at Benfica. Won the most trophies ever at Benfica. Highly, you know, quality trainer in Portugal. You let that leave, and now you're going to play off the rest of your season. I mean, we're still whether we think we're in it or not, we're still fighting for for the Campeonato. I think you're in a worse position looking from the outside looking in, right? You're in a worse position. But you, now, but you don't know. You don't know what you already know. Jesus brings, which is a divided squad. You you don't know what no 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 that's that's complete I'm that's outside the that's different right I'm not I'm but not even you, talking you, about that yet right but we don't know what just, but you don't know what Verissimo can bring for the second half of the season we didn't know what Lodge brought could have brought we got it but we got a glimpse of Verissimo too two years ago right and we well, lost how many, the, games, how many games did he coach it's a handful of games four or five games he had the final the Tasa of Portugal against Porto Tasa League I can't remember which one it was but again obviously eighteen games remaining. He's going to have a lot more uh, room can't judge him on to this make game. change. Correct. No, I absolutely agree with that. Um, no. And we're going to get into that quickly. I just want to touch on a couple comments here. So, Francisco Reis says, Meus amigos, em primeiro lugar, temos que reconhecer as dificuldades com que o Mr. Veríssimo teve que ficar com o menino nas mãos, quer profissionalmente, quer emocionalmente, pelo falecimento da progenitora, which, uh, you know, his mom passed away the day that he finds out that he's yeah. going to take charge, which is a massive, right? Like, your world is completely turned upside down, regardless of what relationship he had with his mother. Em segundo lugar, vou repetir-me dizer perguntando, já alguém viu um automóvel sem avarias perder uma corrida para um trator? E dois, uma equipa que vinha praticando futebol de recreação em vez de futebol de competição poderá vencer. Um, e obrigado, Francisco. Iremos uh, tocar nesse ponto daqui a bocado. Uh, Steve says, wow, I never really expected to hear this uh, about JJ staying. Nuno Duarte, uh, também iremos tocar neste assunto. Estranho, temos reforços que chegam e saíram. E depois temos Pizzi e Rafa Almeida e ficam e eternamente e já se viu que são um problema. Não entendo. Iremos falar sobre isso agora. Um, 
Francisco Sanz, e se fosse atirado ao, can, ao caneiro de Alcântara e depois gritares que te empurraram? Uh, Steve says JJ would spend more money and, um, which Oscar mentioned, and I think we expected that. But, uh, all right, so we, we agree that JJ, his time was up, whether it was a week ago, whether it was today, regardless. But I also will say that, and this leads me into this next subject here, is I'm a firm believer that if what, what happened in the dressing room or what's supposedly occurred in the dressing room didn't occur, JJ would have managed the team today. And if JJ had won the game today or not lost the game today, I firmly believe that he would have been the manager going into the new year. I'm very confident in saying that. Do I know that for a fact? No. But from what was also said, the, the Dina San Rui Costa said, you know, we're going to wait till Thursday and see what happens, right? That everyone seemed to, be reporting that that was the case okay so jj's time was up we agree with that all right and now i want to make sure that we separate things here because it's extremely important i know i want to make sure that we put however we feel about jj whatever that is leave it at the door right and now we're going to focus on another topic here which is the rumor that came out and i know there's going to be a lot of opinions on this and and for those of you in the chat listening tuning in uh give us your thoughts but I want to rewind here. So when Rui Vitoria left, he was sacked after a game in Portimão where Benfica lost 2-0 with two ridiculous own goals. I mean, you couldn't have made it look, look more obvious than they did. I think Jardel actually scored the two own goals. Um, he was sacked. There was rumblings that came, above, came of that, that there was something going on in the locker room. There was clicks. There was groupies. Um, there was a lot more uh leverage that players had in the locker room than maybe the manager manager should have fast forward Bruno Lage comes in first game against Riwav we go down to zero at home we come back and win four to two he injects John Felix into the squad right shakes things up a little bit I'm a believer that he wasn't supposed to be our long-term coach um mm -hmm. but things just happened to work out really well and we ended up renewing with him two times three times if I'm not mistaken and then at the tail end of his tenure, right? A year, he started in January. He got sacked right around May. Um, a year and, and a half into his tenure, he gets sacked, right? And right after the pandemic stoppage, we start the, the second phase basically at home against Santa Clara and we lose a ridiculous game. Um, but it even started before that, Mike. Correct, correct. But when we come out of the pandemic, we're still up by seven, uh, seven points or eight points, right? And we completely threw it away. So then... He told close friends of his who then had an interview with a, a newspaper, which I was actually reading the article this, this morning again, where he said they there were disagreements in the locker room and Rafa and Almeida and Pizzi were the ones that orchestrated it all. Again, whether you want to believe it or not, it's your decision, but there's a consistency here. There's a pattern from when Rui Vitoria left to when Laj left. Fast forward to this week, right? There's another rumor that there was a disagreement in the locker room with, there was an argument after the Porto game that PZ in the locker room said we were humiliated, blah, blah. I a hundred percent agree with that. hundred percent. If the, you, if we can't get a reaction out of these players in a situation like that, then I think the problem is much larger, right? Like everyone should be pissed off in the locker room. Right? We lost the fuck. We got humiliated. Right? So that I'm totally in agreement with. And then there was apparently Rui Pedro Braz, and Luizão got into it because Luizão told him to sit down or whatever. And Rui Pedro Braz said, no, let him speak. Fine. He's a captain. I don't disagree with what was said. Right. But whatever happens in the locker room has to stay in the locker room. 
-hmm. right? And then it turns out that JJ was in the locker room when that was said. He found out about it. There was a disagreement. Him and PZ got into it. The team said they weren't going to practice because JJ said PZ was done. Apparently, JJ told Ricos that he wanted him sold, right? Mm -hmm. However that unravels, fine, right? But again, what I'm trying to get to here is there's another common denominator again, right? There's another pattern. Again, there are stories that come out in the news, whether we want to believe them or not. I just think it's extremely coincidental or odd that the same pattern would happen three times in a row, right? With the same names more or less being thrown into the ring. Um, so again, putting apart what, what we feel about JJ and turning it now towards what's happening in the locker room, do, do you guys agree or disagree, right? And there was fans at the, at the hotel when the team arrived cheering on PZ and saying that he deserved the statue and like, for me, I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that again, I understand your captain, you need to stand up for what's right. And I don't dis I don't disagree with that. But I think if we're going to have captain demeanor and a voice outside of the field, then I think that should also translate into the field. And I don't see that from anyone. Right. And and I know PZ hasn't played much. But again, if you're going to have a voice and stir up the pot outside in the locker room and cause chaos, then do the same fucking thing in the field. Right. And I don't see that. And today I thought that it would have been the perfect opportunity for the players to come in and fucking lay it all on the line. Intensity, aggressiveness, right? Even if we lost, right? Tactically, coach's first game, first practice, I get it, right? Like, I don't think the expectation was high. But what I would have liked to see was intensity and effort, which we didn't see last week. And today, apart from looking a little bit more organized, I think we still got outdone in intensity. I think we still got outdone in aggressiveness. And then that led to stupid mistakes. So I'm going to start with Kenny here. Um, what's your take on this whole situation in the locker room? And are you in favor of it? Do you think that we need to clean things out? What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. So you you said it correctly. Like You have to separate the two. I don't think Jesus is gone because of the results. He, he I agree. was. He wasn't. He was um, on track with his with his objectives. Okay. Results were better than the results were better than performances. I think we can all agree on that. Yes. Okay. What what killed his his momentum was the loss to Sparting and then the loss to Porto. I mean, it's unfortunate, but especially the one to Sparting at home. That's that's the worst one. And not only the result there, but how we played. Like we didn't, we like you said, we didn't have the intensity, the god of the will to, to fight through that match. We didn't, we weren't competitive. And all we want to see in those games is is at least a competitive Benfica, you know, putting up a fight against those teams. We were not putting up a fight, and that was his, that was part of his demise. Now, what really, like you said, the the the, the other piece of it is that he just no longer had a locker the locker room, right? If you've got players that are going to that are just not going, you know, that they say we're we're not going to train, how can you how can you continue on with with that team? You just can't. My problem is that basically the players made the decision, not Rui Costa. Rui Costa made the decision because the players wouldn't 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 practice with them anymore. Correct. In my opinion, they forced his hand. They forced his hand, and to me. You know, I have enough blame to go around. Rui Costa made a mistake. He should have made the decision himself. By him not making this, the decision right away, waiting for this whole bullshit to happen in the locker room between the players and the players turning against the coach, 
to me, he, it just shows that he George Jesus didn't have the support of anyone really. And and it shows that the players, like Jesus said on the way out, and and that's that's a big mistake. Uh, I saw another comment in here. Jesus isn't the last one. As long as as these players have the thought in mind that they can, you know, they can react and and um, kind of force the hand uh, to the Dita sound, it's going to happen to the next guy that comes through, just like it happened to Vitaria, Laj, now Jesus. So. I, I agree. There's two separate things here. Um, and look, I, I'm not against PZ speaking up. I'm perfectly fine with that. There's other, there's other you know, like you said, Luizão uh, and, and Rui Pedro Braz, all those guys in the locker room. First of all, I don't know what, why there's that many people in the locker room. It's clearly someone's leaking stuff. It's getting out to the papers. The papers then like to exaggerate things even, even further. So it's, it's a whole complete mess. But um, I, I, you know, that's that is to me, that was pretty much his demise is, I mean, he no longer had a locker room. So how can you continue? How can you continue, you know, coaching these guys if, if you know they're not on your side? So it, that's that's what Oscar, I have. Oscar, what are your thoughts here? And I know that you're a big PZ fan and you're a big uh, not JJ fan. Um, and again, that's why I said I want to make sure that we separate it. But what are your thoughts on? Uh, how all of this played out. All right. So listen, I, I I'm a, a PZ fin doesn't mean he has to start or play whatever. Like that's not what I mean by this. Right. Like I, I criticize, uh, I, I gave credit to Jesus when he played a, a nice game, a great, good tactical game against Barcelona. We won three zero. It was a perfect game plan, playing counter attack. And I criticized him for most of the time that I didn't agree with the how he was putting the team together. Right. But that's 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 besides the point. I I didn't like Zeus coming in because he's a, a, a type of coach that that comes in and thinks he owns the world. He's bigger than everybody else because he's a he's a, a, a he's a, 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 a I don't know. He thinks he's a, a higher right. you know uh, than everybody else than all the coaches. You know, the way he treated Rui Vitoria showed how, how his right. personality. Right. So to me, that coach was never a, a, a coach that I wanted to coach my team. Like I don't give a shit what he went outside. I don't give a shit if he went to the 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 Brazilian league or whatnot. I don't care. I don't want him. Like the way he left Benfica, I never want him. So when he came in, I said it at the beginning. He's gonna have to win a Champions League for me to start to, to accept him in Benfica. So I, he already had a sour spot in my in my view. And then he came in and he spent all this money to create a team. We gave him the benefit of the doubt because he came in during COVID. Okay. When COVID comes in, oh, guys, blame COVID. We got affected on January with the 20 players, blah, blah, blah. It's COVID next year, next year, next year. Fine. Let's give him benefit of the doubt. Let's. He creates He creates a team. He has a half year to prepare this team. Starts off this season, five, six wins. Everybody's on his wagon. See, all he needs is a, a half a year to get this team started. Now look at him. I said, guys, it's too early. Last year he had five wins to start the season, and then he, it, it, it went to shambles. The guy is as a personality bigger than what he is, right? And people don't like it. They're, he's treating humans, right? He's not treating kids. It's like they're adults in that locker room. And the way he talks to players, like he's in the Champions League to Gilberto Verissimo and so on, that you could saw you saw the reaction from those players towards him on the Champions League live TV. You could tell that he's he was losing the locker room. All right. He was losing the locker room. We have a big loss against Sporting, we have a big loss against Porto. And we needed we needed somebody to step up. I you know it could have been Otamendi, it could have been whatever it is. 
PZ is one of the oldest players in the house, right? He's been there for the longest. It had to be him and Real Almeida or or Otamendi, who's who's a, a, a strong character, to step up and say, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Like we either we we represent Benfica the way we are to represent Benfica, or we get the fuck out. I don't give. He, and he probably mentioned Jesus a bunch of times and saying he doesn't give a shit about what the coach in this case the coach is because that's what he, Jesus basically said. He's like, "Repeat what you said in the locker room," and PZ did it, and that's what. And then he goes, "Oh yeah." Then you're setting out. And the players agreed with PZ. Agreed with PZ because that's what they needed to hear. That's what they needed to hear. So they said, no, it's not fair how you're treating this guy. So we're, we're, we sided with him. They're, these are adults. They're not little kids. Like, you know, we're not middle school choosing sides. All right? These are adults. These are 30-something-year-old guys that can think for themselves. All right? PZ is not there saying, hey, I'm going to buy you some candy at the end of this practice if you side with me. No. It's like, I'm saying my piece. And you agree with me? Come with me. If not, don't. Then, then whatever the fuck it is, Rui Costa had to agree with him because Rui Costa has been there since since PZ supposedly planned out three three coaches. I don't. I, I don't think Rui Costa wanted to get rid of Jesus. He just no, didn't, he didn't, didn't have a choice. What I'm did. trying to say is, we supposedly the soap opera is PZ Almeida and Rafa got rid of the three coaches or, and or Grimaldo was in the mix too. Or whatever, but Rui Costa has been there the whole three time. The all the all three coaches. So if Rui Costa being the, the guy he is, the soccer guy that he is, that we all admire, right? That he's a he's an honest, straight, a transparent type of guy. He sees this happening, right? He sees he sees what's happening inside the Benfica, in, inside the house. So if he doesn't do something about, oh, PZ is a problem, let's get rid of PZ, in, in last year or two years ago when this was happening. But, but Rui Costa wasn't the president. Rui Costa's been president it. for four months. I know, but 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 Rui Costa has has not, not every interview the guy stuff from Rui Costa, he praises PZ. And that's fine. Well, obviously he's not gonna he's a dirigent to the club, he's not gonna come out and say PZ yeah. sucks or PZ's yeah, an we, asshole. We heard, we also heard in the newspapers that he wasn't if Jesus wasn't his first choice, so it's not a choice for him to continue or Rui Costa. Rui Costa, he wasn't. Was of course, but he he just got elected. He wasn't. Gonna, but it's easier for Rui Costa to side with the team in this situation because he's not going to get rid of the team, right? Like, there's a whole half of the season to go, right? What does Rui Costa have more to lose with? Sticking with the coach that the team is against and they don't want to play for, or trying to get rid of the whole what's team that, in what's January? That say, what's that say about about Jesus when the whole team? Sides well, we don't know if it's the whole team, but there was players that were. But what does that say for the guys that have been there and done this before? But who's who's done it? I, the thing is, like CMT, CMTV, whatever the fuck it is, that the newspaper that throws this out. They also said it today that the only players that didn't say goodbye to Jesus was the three of them. It's it's only to start soap operas. Right, I get that, but the, but um, what I'm saying is the news of the disagreement in past years wasn't CMTV only. It was in multiple right. news outlets. Yeah, but I don't I, I I don't know like if I can believe that those three players can basically get rid of a coach. I don't, I just don't believe it. I can't, I can't picture myself. or can't bring myself to think that PZ goes, guys, let's score two on goals. So the coach gets fired. No, I'm not saying that, but you don't think that these guys are in the locker room together and have conversations, they're friends outside. So you don't think that they say, you know what? I, I'm sick of this or I can't do this and I'm going to speak and, and, up. And you have, are you with me or with him? Dude, Mike, you have the right to do that as a player. I, I don't disagree with that, but I, you're also a, a professional athlete being paid to represent the club, right? What this tells me, what this tells me is that whoever these players are, I don't care if it's player A, B, C, or D, these players care more about themselves than the interest of the club is what this tells right. me. That's the only thing that it tells, that's the only guarantee that I get out of everything that happened is that 
whoever these players are, whether it's PZ, I don't care who it is. These players, to me, care about themselves and don't but, care about the club. I, I don't. I, I 100% don't believe that. You know why I don't believe that? Because when Lodge got sacked, when Rui Vittori got sacked, Raf and PZ were absolute starters in that team. They had okay. the best seasons doing with those two guys. PZ had his best season with Lodge, and so did Rafa. All right, Rafa's having a better season, or until now, having a better season now. But he was having the best seasons they had was with Lodge. So if they only think about themselves, they're playing the ninety minutes of the game most of the time and starting. So what's what? How are they thinking about themselves to get rid of the coach that's starting them a hundred percent? So I'm going to ask you this, and then I'll pass the ball to Kenny to see what his thoughts are. But if they're so disgruntled, right, Benfica is doing better this year, right, than we were last year at this point, right? We're we're past in the Champions League. The only thing we're out of is the Tasa de Portugal, which we lost to a direct rival. I could see if we had lost to, you know, a lower, a lesser team, right? We're in the Tasa League in the final four. And yes, we're seven points out of the first place uh, in the league. 18 games left. I'm of the opinion that it's done and dusted, but regardless, right? We're, we're in three competitions. Now, last year, we didn't make it in the Champions League, right? Yes, we made it pretty far in the Europa League, but if they were uh, so against all of this, why didn't they do this last year, right? Like, we're better off this year in this current moment than we were last year. So, you know, why did it not happen then? Because he's losing the, the squad slowly but surely. He's losing every single week that he's been there, a month. He's losing the squad more and more. You see that happening with other coaches and other teams and other leagues. You see it happening. Like when a, a, a coach starts losing the squad, it's hard to recover. Like Mourinho does that every, every every two years, right? It takes one year, the co- he's, he's a superstar. And the second year, it's always like he loses the squad. Is there are there players on those teams uh, uh, like making a, a th- orchestrating something to get rid of Mourinho? No, it's just Mourinho's personality thinks he's above everybody, and he loses the squad, and that's why Jesus is falling in the same trap. Jesus I get that, but the but the players by losing the squad, the players drop in performance, or did or just they don't feel motivated with him. That motivation is a key thing for for players. I, it is. I, it is. I get that, and I'm going to pass the ball to Kenny here, but I said it on the Portuguese podcast, and I'll say it again here, and I'll continue to say it. I don't care who you play, where you play, whether it's on the street, whether it's in your backyard. Anyone that represents a club like Benfica, Porto Sporting, or any club in general, but the the big three, there's a huge responsibility that comes with it, and if that in itself can't motivate you, right? If you can't go out on the field and just put all that shit aside and say, listen, I fucking hate that guy, but, you know, I need to... There's There's a bigger goal here right i represent a bigger thing than this one guy i don't represent this one guy i represent this club i represent these fans right i get paid to represent this club right and if you can't put that all aside again it goes back for me i feel like some of these players and maybe not all but for them it's it's me then the club and everything else kenny yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think, you know, there's there's a sort of hierarchy, right? And the, I mean, the players kind of get think that they're above that. I mean, the coach is the coach. There's 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 something to say, too, that PZ, PZ ended up saying something this game when Jar Jesus wasn't in the Balneario, right? Jesus was suspended. PZ stood up this game. Did he say anything after the Spartan game? I don't know. Nothing came up then. 
But exactly. I think I think Jesus felt you, a little you, you, you don't you don't you don't have to say something every every every, every loss. But it's a no. Like, but he he could have taken the opportunity. Jesus isn't here. He could have taken the opportunity. Say something. He's, he says something clearly that that was against Jesus, and he felt disrespected. Look, I'm listen. There's I don't know. I'm not taking one side or the other. I don't Correct. know why why this year is any different than last year. Considering that this year, like Mike said, is is really going a little bit better than last year. It's not it's not 100, percent but it is it is going better than last year. But Jesus last year when Feezy had COVID, I remember that 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 conference, uh, the the press conference where Feezy was sitting right next to him after he came back from COVID, and Jesus was there defending the club, the interests of the club against all the backlash that that, that we were having with Feezy sitting right next to him defending Feezy. Saying is guys we keep not only nós é que sabemos o que ele passou, que ainda não está a 100% está está a lutar pela equipe e isso tudo aquilo é. So here he is defending Pizzi, and now Jesus is suspended for this game. So, so, so he's wait. not in the balneario, and you know Pizzi steps up saying something. Look, I don't know what was said, but clearly he said something against against Jar Jesus. He had to, or else it wouldn't have blown up like this. So, right, and and repeated it again in practice. In front of him because he asked him to repeat it. Yeah, and I don't think he did. I think he he backed down. He didn't. No, Jesus. That's why Jesus sat to the side. He was he wasn't happy. What he he repeated it. According to the newspaper, said he repeated it. He repeated. I, don't know. It. I didn't. I didn't read exactly what was happening. My understanding was he didn't repeat it, and he told him, "Yeah, you don't want to repeat it, then you can pause play not apart or whatever." I don't know how exactly it happened. I probably misunderstood the the, the paper. But listen, the hierarchy is. I mean, the coach says it. You 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 follow through with it. I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it. PC also this last year at least he was playing a little bit more than he was this this year. He doesn't even come in really till the end of the yeah. game. And yeah, listen, and 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 one PC's feeling you know feeling you know uh, upset and and kind of you know upset about his situation says something. Now now Jesus feels upset about the situation. The players rather than than you know being professionals and just. You know, going with it, they side with the player, and and at that point, you've lost the locker room, like like we've said, and that's when it became difficult for Jesus to continue. For for the team to side with the player, that means the coach has lost the locker room. All right, it's not like the play the player. It was like it, 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 it's a time. It's coming. It's coming. If it, but it also team, says it also says a, a bit about the character of the players. Why does Kunsei sound Kunsei sounds the same type of manager? As as George Jesus, why does Kunsei Sung have all his guys fucking running through a fucking wall for him? Because why, why don't our players run through a wall for him? We, we don't know what happens behind the scenes. We, you don't see you don't see players on this field telling Kunsei Sung to fuck off or to shut the fuck up. You don't. Do you see it on Porto's games? I've never seen it. You, I never see. You know why? Exactly. I because because if I saw because they respect him. I know, but but because he's earned their respect. I don't know what happens in be, be behind locker rooms with with Jesus and the and the, the grounds. I don't know what happens there. But what I see in in uh, in uh, in like say Conceição with his players, all of them are fighting for Conceição. You could tell the players in Benfica, and I'm not talking about Pizzi. I'm talking about Verissimo and Gilberto, players that he brought in. They mm -hmm. they told them off in a Champions League game. So he's lost the locker room. He's lost players that he's brought in. That's 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 like you blame whatever you want, but like in live TV, you see you see that you see that you can't take that back. Yeah. So I, listen, I don't I don't know if it was you know I I don't know the full story. I don't know if it's everybody, if it's a, a group of players, 
if it's the South Americans versus the Portuguese, I don't know. I've I've heard I've heard many uh, stories about it, um, but it's it's a frustrating. I don't know. It's it's hard to kind of pinpoint how exactly it, it, the, the players just lost their respect. The thing is, like every single time, there's like we they went through like let's and let's now because we played Porto, and I mentioned this on the chat a few days ago. Porto, well, one year went through three coaches. What players? Like I never heard novellas about players making their bed. I never heard it. Like they have bad results. The 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 coach is gone. I mean, they get humiliated by a, by the rivals. Fonseca lost to us a few times, and he was gone. He like was only there one year. Yeah, but he was he lost to us that that, that year. We beat Porto that year. So so he was gone. Like so, so like like it's not like because players made their bed his bed. It's like you have bad results and you leave. In what this does... case, in this case, Jesus is not a player, that, not a, a coach that likes to play with the youth. You know, you know that he doesn't like it. He bought Paul Bernardo in and all that, but he's he's not historically known for playing the youth. And he's a, a, a guy that goes and gets Vacabedias like for 20 million. That's what he does. That's how Jesus works. And and I think this is a good decision right now at this time to break it because January is coming, in my opinion. Yeah, I listen, I don't think it was a, a bad decision because there was a lot at stake right again you're better off removing one right even if you remain with some problems in the locker room it's easier to replace the manager in this current state than it is to replace multiple players because it's just it makes it more difficult but But for me you're can you guys still hear me by the way yeah yep so but for me and i agree i agree that that jesus had to go but it's it's like you're throwing away the season. I mean, I don't think you're in a better situation today than you were five, you know, with Jesus. So in a way for me, I think we're throwing like we're just waving the white flag halfway through the season. And it sucks because we want to sit here and, and hope for the best. And now we, you know, listen, Verissimo can completely do what Laj did. Could he? Absolutely. We've seen it happen. But is it likely? No, it's not. It's very unlikely. It, just just I've been reading comments and and uh, and I a hundred percent like i agree with you can i i think jesus but jesus not only they lost they lost the players but i think the players also lost like lost him when he started meeting with flamengo coaches so that's i was just going to touch on that so that's like another another so 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 the players they're like why why is this guy he's halfway out the door and he's over here trying to fucking give us lessons like he doesn't care about this team. He's he's having coffee with a Flamengo president who's looking to get him to back to go to go, go back to Brazil. Like, but I'm gonna ask you guys this, right? So rumor is George, uh, João Deus said in the press conference uh, before the game against Porto for the Taça Portugal that um, they met, um, but Flamengo actually said themselves there was no formal offer. Flamengo said they didn't make an offer for him, um, and from what JJ said in a message to uh, a reporter from global sport that night was that in the current situation, he had no plans to return to Brazil. Right. My question to you guys is, is that I've seen a lot of comments about he's meeting with Flamengo, blah, blah, blah. And Rui Costa authorized that meeting. My question to you guys is how does Benfica stop that in, from my perspective, I'm much happier knowing that, Rui Costa knew and Rui Costa was okay with it. Then if he went behind his back and did it right. But, but how does Benfica, unless they lock him in a cage, uh, stop him from meeting with these people again, I get they represent Flamengo, but 
they also may be friends of his, right? We can't control that. There's, we can't say you can't go have coffee with someone. You, you can't like, look at this. You can't, you, you can t- also can't control a player to, from going out partying the night before a game, but you have rules. If he does it, you get fined. And if, if you tell the coach, you can't meet with an ex a president that's coming to look for you to take you back and take you from us, then you don't. And if he does it, then he gets fined or fired for, for, for reason. But you're going to fire him for what? For having a conversation with people for- that he built relationships with? I, I it's but unless but, for me unless there's a, a confirmation that there was a conversation related to a contract and him to leave I don't understand I can't pinpoint what he did wrong here right I'm happy that the club knew I'm fine with the fact that the club was okay with it because again you can't stop them meeting like you can't right like I get that it's almost like the ex-girlfriend right that you're going to have a drink with that everyone knows that she still likes you right like I get it but how do you stop that as the club? Like, I don't understand how you can stop. And not to mention, we did the same thing. We went to Brazil on a private jet to go get him, right? So right. it's almost like karma. Yeah, it, it is. But at, at this point, Rui Costa has to make a decision. Like, like he knows that the Flamengo's here to get him, right? He knows. Flamengo, it's all over the news in Brazil. He's, Flamengo's here to get him. And if, if he, he sees the, the Jesus just showing interest, that Rui Costa has to cut the, cut the ties with him. But like, I think that ties into what Tiago Afonso says here. JJ was never Rui Costa's coach. And 100%. I think that ended up being another reason for him to get it, rid of him. It almost just snowballed into the point where it's like, I know he's not my coach. Let's try to get to the end of the season and give me time to, you know, make sure that I can find someone that's adequate. But again, with all of that, knowing that he wasn't going to have a future at the club, it, he was basically backed against the wall. Right, like, okay, now I need to cut the cord. Like, I didn't want to cut the cord, but now I really need to cut the cord. Um, And just to touch on some comments here that I flagged, um, just quickly. So we already talked about that. Um, Steve says, why Paulo Bernardo had no minutes today? We'll talk about that shortly when we talk about the game. Um, E só não vai acontecer ao Verissimo, porque está a prazo e sabem que vem um novo treinador no fim do ano. Right. Do you guys think that Rui Costa said that he's going to be the, the coach till the end of the year? Uh, I believe that that's not necessarily the case. I think that's just more a vote of confidence to say you're not here for a couple of games. More so, hey, we believe in you. Um, but for me, I think it's based on results, right? If, if say he gets another bad result next game, right? Like I can't imagine that Benfica is going to ride that out, um, especially since. Yeah, right. It's too we're long still of a season. It's still Correct. too much of a season. Like it's not the end. It's I mean we've got a halfway to go in Champions League and everything. I hope they make. Regardless, I hope they make a change. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see how Compton he is. I mean, I I don't know. I, I don't know much about him. All I know is that in, in the he's he has the B team in first place. So that's if that's correct but it's a, again it's a completely different level I, I get it but we also said the same thing about bruno lodge correct but that was like a fucking shot in the dark dude oh, like bruno, what here's here's my thing with bruno lodge right i know he had that miracle turnaround but like the following year he completely fell apart like, the same correct. way that he did totally. so it's we, like we, we, we excuse he it with he could have not even been doing the right thing and just it just fucking just happened no no, he, no 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 <laughs> There, there's, there's, there's where he didn't you're... look at, look at Vigo, Vigo no Kujazuj, Vigo's our best player. It's, I mean, it, it just like they have, they have different systems of playing. Like with, like I, I think, I think Vigo's gonna struggle with the, this system of playing. You, you'll see, he's gonna struggle back to the Bruno Lodge time. He, he's, he's gonna be struggling with playing with four backs. 
maybe time will tell maybe time will tell, tell me wrong but he's gonna he's gonna I, I in my opinion but i think i think the reason why lodge came in and he basically united the team and and the team played for lodge like they they, they treated lodge as a as a as a part of the like like Rui Vittoria had lost the squad too like uh, Rui Vittoria was like 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 the people used to say in the, the media is um Paul Mandado it was like uh, the the players it looked like they didn't right he was a yes man yeah so 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 with Lodge they like I like Lodge I actually really like Lodge he was a professional coach he was a, a educated coach he, he was like uh you could tell the players like even went ran to him to hug him for celebrating goals it was like almost like he's a teammate instead of like a uh, a guy that thought that he's above the world right so. Bruno Lodge created a team that turned that season around and won the campionato, right? But but Oscar, Oscar, and then, Oscar, and, he Oscar. and then he lost his best players, and then and then he didn't reinvest the money on players right away. It, he he started the, the, that was the the youth program that we started to use. He had to bring instead of investing in 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 the valuable players or bringing in players with 125 million that we had for Joao, we we started bringing players from the B team, right, and playing those players. It didn't pan out. Ferro didn't pan out right like we thought he did, or, or, the, or like the like he showed the first season. Uh, some other players didn't pan out, and then we got fired. And Jesus came in, and there goes all the money that uh, that we had saved from from uh, the sales we did with Brunelage. So I can't. If Brunelage spent the money that Jesus spent, I believe Brunelage would have made a better team of Benfica than Jesus did. Lage was with Jonas as well, right? Yes. Yeah. On his best. So right. Exactly. So you, had, you had two. You had you like hit the lottery t twice with Felix and Jonas in that oh season. Oh my god! You can say the same thing. Oscar, won it. Oscar, Oscar, you you just said they were all running and hugging Bruno. Like when when Jesus won three for three years in a row, you didn't see the players celebrating with him and 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 being his buddy buddy. And despite him being a, a you know a, a you know that type of manager on the sideline, when we were winning, everything's great. Bruno Lage was winning. Everything was great. And the minute you start losing, everything turns around. You can't just say, "Oh, he's he's uh, jogador Yeah, they they were they were winning, so of course everything's fucking happy and cherry in the locker room. The minute you start losing these these Correct. games against Porto and Sporting, and you 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 don't get into Champions League, things turn around on you. Even you can be the greatest coach in the world, right. but, things but, turn but, around but, on you. but the problem is with Benfica, you blame Pizzi Almeida and uh, and Rafa. That's what Listen, you blame. After there is something the results. There is something to say, of course. Of, of, of uh, come on, Oscar. Let's let's. Do you, do you, you not believe that there's a pattern? Uh, again, uh, we what? aren't in a position to blame X, Y, or Z, right? But no, we, we're not. We can't. Just like you said earlier, right? They asked PZ to repeat something, and he said it in practice. Right. Just like we can believe those stories, I'm very confused how you can't believe the other. Like. So you, so we're gonna pick and choose what we want to believe, right? No, like, and I, and I, and, and, I, and I don't, and I don't have to believe that either. But if you're gonna believe one side of the story, believe, believe, believe the other. But like, I don't think. But we're we're not disagreeing with the fact that he spoke up, right? Like we're agreeing with that, right? I think we, what we, we think he did the right thing as a captain, right? Like they should. But in turn, I think there's where there's smoke, there's fire, right? And Agripino makes two comments here, which I think are interesting. So vou dar uma opinião. Quando o treinador não tem respeito pelos jogadores, ninguém faz milagres, which is correct. Exactly. Hold on, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Jogadores não podem ter mais poder que o treinador, já que o Bruno fizeram-lhe a saída, which I also agree with, right? I agree that JJ is disrespectful. He thinks he's above the world. He thinks he invented the game of soccer. We all agree with that. We can't deny that. But I also can't disagree with the fact that I strongly believe, and there's very good indicators 
that there's a lot more power in that dressing room than there should be as it relates to directors, coaching staff, and players. But again, those are things that we can't confirm uh, because we're not on the but, inside. But the thing is, like, let me go back to the Ricosta point, right? So he's also he's been there through all this. He's had a lot of push or pull inside the 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 data sound. He's been he's uh, you know Vieta's is like basically right hand. You don't think he has a, he can have pull and say, listen, PZMMSFPoder, let's get rid of him because he's causing these issues. And then Almeida Takiam to Temp is causing these issues. Let's get rid of him. You don't think you don't think Vieta? Uh, I mean, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for for the confirmation that. Because Rui Costa is a, a soccer guy, he's a smart when it comes to like like commodity and the and the and the balinari. He's he needs he, he's a guy that you could tell that when he played and he's a captain, he probably he knows what this is all about, right? He needs to be unity in the in the balinario. So, I I I want to see if Rui Costa ever comes out and say, yeah, when this was happening, I told Vieira to to get rid of this player and that that player. Yeah, I and he's not going to do that. But would you? If if one of those or a few of those players leave right this summer, would that be an indicator for you? No, I think I think I think PZ should have left last year. Well, regardless I, of I, what you think he should you think he should have left because he's not playing. No, not because think, of what's I going think, on. I think he should yeah, hundred percent. I should yeah, right, <laughs> so, exactly. So so put that aside. What I'm saying is a a player like Pizzi, who's been there for a long time, right? A player like and that made it right, which we've talked about before. Benfica has a very difficult time, even us as fans to break cycles, right? We, we get into this romanticism of it. Like, Oh my God, I like that guy. Right. And it sucks to see him leave. Right. But we, we, we struggle to separate. He's not fit to rep represent our club anymore. And then made that one of them, right. Out and out Benfica, Benfica from the youth, love it. But if it came down to just being a Benfica and passionate, the three of us would be there, right? Like that's not just, that's not what it takes, right? Like there's more that it takes, right? I'd rather have someone in his position that knows nothing about Benfica, but is going to go out there and fucking perform at a high level than to have a guy there that feels right. and bleeds Benfica, but he's just not fit to play that position anymore. So would you be surprised or would it, would it tip the balance for you, Oscar, if uh, one of these guys or two of these guys were to be departed at the end of the season? Um, my balance and they, and they and they started believe, a clean house yeah to believe to believe that they, they're the problem or are you firmly in disagreement that it, it's not the case and no, whatever if, if a if a coach comes in and owns the locker room basically like i i coach like Serge going say sound or somebody that comes in and owns the locker room i don't see those problems happening and i don't see those problems happening because that that coach will put those players that are that are creating these issues in their right uh, space right in their right spot like I don't see, I, I I see it like I I'm not a believer that like these three players are like basically all these players are coming in like Verissimos and Gilberto's and Otamendi's. Hey guys, let's uh, have dinner at my house so we can plan out to get rid of this. I don't coach. think they're planning it, but I think I think you're being so, naive what, to what, the point. How they get rid of it? How, how I think you're being very naive to the point that these guys have relationships outside of the the team, which is fine and and should happen, and for especially the new guys, right? Like. Am I going to go against the captains or am I going to ride the wave, right? Like, am I going to play Switzerland and be on the fence or I'm new to the team, right? And I see kind of the majority and the older guys are going with this. Am I going to be like, fuck you guys. I'm not going to go, right? Like, I think it's also a tough position for you the to think. The majority of the players are new. But 
what Ar- I'm saying is the, Ar- the Ar- older Ar- guys, the older Ar- guys, Rafa and Drame, the Grimaldi. Okay, that's three guys. Easy. If, if, the, if the newer guys came in, the Jesus. The Beach was in. one of them that they said was one of the leaders of the. Uh, if, if the new guys came in on Jesus' request, came in and were united on, on, on listen, we're here with Jesus, right? I don't think Rui Costa would have a choice but to get rid of the Almeida's PZs and just listen. You guys are the problem. But the whole team, from what I hear, and I don't believe I believe what I, I believe what you want. The whole team sided with the, with the players, like that they just became together because this coach it was obviously a problem. And I don't disagree with that. And he said in his press conference, "I, I become a problem more of a solution." And again, I think we all agree with that. Um, I want to move on from this. Uh, Given everything that's happened, Nelson Verissimo comes in. Um, whether it's short or long term, we don't know. Uh, Oscar, who would be your ideal uh, replacement for right now for Verissimo? No, no, he's obviously going to be. Who would be the next coach? Whether it's in two months or whether it's at the end of the season. If we do this, if we do this properly, and and actually, I hope we don't rush into a decision. Um, who do, who's your preferred decision here? I'd have to give some thought. Uh, like I know Gripina said Leonardo Jardim. I actually liked Leonardo Jardim as well. I liked him in uh, when he when he coached in Monaco, and I liked him when he coached in Olympiacos. Um, I could see him, but I uh, people have thrown out the name of Lucien Favre. Uh, I, I, have, I think I think I need a Portuguese coach. People have thrown out the Pippa name. Yeah, um, yeah. Go I'm, ahead, I'm yeah, no, I, I, uh, I don't know either, but I've, I've heard the Pippen name, and you know, I've, I know he had a good season last year. I don't know how they're doing this year, um, but I've, I've, I, I was kind of a fan of him, just even in, you know, listening to him in interviews and stuff like that. I think he played good against us as well. Um, I actually, Steve, I, you mentioned Marco Silva. That's that was one of my guys that I saw, that I won a last a few years ago. My moment was Jesus, before Jesus coming in. He reminds me of a Bruno Lash type of coach. And uh, and it would be it would be a good choice as well. But I don't. And again, I don't know this, but I would be very surprised if Marco Silva left England again to come back to Portugal. Um, he's playing. He's doing well with Fulham. If they get promoted, I think he gets a, another bump in financials. And I, given what Benfica just did with JJ paying six million um, or eight million uh, for the salary. I'd be very surprised if Benfica made that mistake again um, to throw out so much cash um, at a coach. Um, but just going through the comments here, people said Marco Silva. Um, Jay said Marco Silva is bringing Fulham back to the prem. I agree. Uh, Antonio Pacheco, I'm assuming he meant to say Marco Silva, but autocorrected. Uh, Jay said Josh Goss is available. No, you can keep him. Yeah, keep uh, <laughs> um, people in the comments said Petit, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, I mean, again, I, I would love Ruben Amorim, but it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, people have mentioned, I've seen Carlos Carvalhal. I've seen Paulo Fonseca. Um, I've seen people talk about Luis Castro. I've seen people talk about Abel. Any of those? No. I, I, guys? Paulo Fonseca to me is a soft a soft coach. I, I can't yeah. I can picture him at Benfica. I think Sergio Cossessão will probably eat him alive if he played, played him. <laughs> so I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't have Paulo Fonseca there. Um, Pino makes an example here. So, para dar um exemplo no Porto, uh, tens o caso do Quaresma, where they shipped him off, right? Rumors that he was a, a problem child in the locker room, yanked the yanked the plug and shipped him off. I think at that point, and then they got him back. He went to Besiktas, right? Yeah, and then he got him back. Yeah, yeah. 
So they, they got him back after though. But it was a new coach. Yeah. So, so um, let's see if a couple of comments here. What about Carvajal? I saw him. Yeah, I don't know. I was a fan of Carvajal. I like his uh, presentation and how he speaks. Um, but I don't know. I mean, they smashed that Oka today, but I don't know. I'm on the fence with him. I don't know if he's cut out for a big team like a Benfica Porto Sporting right now in his career. I could be wrong, right? We won't know until it happens. But again, we didn't think Bruno Lage was, and now he's at Wolves, right? Um, what about... What about all these rumors that you guys hearing from like Rui Costa's connections in Italy? I've seen the Pirlo comments. I've also seen that it was not true. Um, but I think that's one of the things that I think we're 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 gonna see really how much pull he has, right? Rui Costa is a guy that has a lot of connections. He played in some of the top teams, uh, right? He he met he played with some of the best players in the world. Um, so he's got a lot of connections, right? Um an example of that was when when Yadam Shuk came, right? He called Shevchenko, the coach of Ukraine, right? I had a conversation with him. I think this is going to tell us how much pull he has in the world of football, right? Like, is he is he able to make these phone calls and and pull in a name that maybe we wouldn't have expected, right? A Pirlo, right? Is he didn't have a, a great uh, turnout at Juve, but then again, it was his first uh, kind of adventure as a coach, right? Like. I think he had coached their B team or their junior teams for like a month and a half. And then he got appointed coach, right? Like, so he didn't even go through a process, right? He was basically just relying on his football knowledge as a player. Right. And, and every coach will tell you that being a player and being a coach are completely two different things. Right. So there's a lot more that goes into it, but I'm hopeful that he's able to pull in a name given his reputation in the world of the sport. Um, and I would like for us to get out of, the pattern of like the same rotation of guys, right? I don't know if you guys saw Renato Paiva was on Canal Ons and he was talking about how when he went to the Ecuadorian team, which Ecuador is considered a third world country, they did a two month process of interviews with psychologists, with the president, with the sporting director. Um, they called Jean Felix. They called Ruben. Uh, they called Ruben Diaz. They called, uh, Guga, who's on Riwav, and they called that guy that's that right back that was Benfica's that's at Crotone now, Pid Paulus, Pedro Paulo, one of those. Is it right no, is it right back? I can't remember what his name is. Pedro Pereira. Yes, him. They called all four of them because they were his references to check in. And then he had another meeting, a two hour meeting, um, before they made the final decision. Right. So ideally, I would like, and then he also said that in Portugal, it's it's like a revolving door, like, you know. Lito Vidigal leaves Meritimu. Now he's back at Muridens. Petit left Besad. Now he's at, at Boavista, right? He was at Pasfere. Like, it's like the same four or five guys that basically just rotate. And I would like for Benfica to get out of a cycle or fall into that cycle of going to get a Pepe, going to get a Carlos Carvajal. Like, I would like to have a, a fresh uh, idea. I know, Oscar, you said you'd prefer a Portuguese coach. Do you still stand by that, or would you prefer to have someone on the outside? No, I prefer Portuguese coach. I, I, this, this is a, this is why, this is where I think where we went wrong with this team. I think having elections last year is what made this whole mess. I think if we didn't have to win, if Luis Felipe didn't have to win the elections, they he wouldn't have spent just throwing out money to get, to get players so he can get those votes, right? He would have been like more like uh, he should have stick to his plan. If his, his plan was to to play like what Sporting is doing now, where they are right now, is where Benfica was 
on the path. Benfica's on that path ahead of right. Sporting, right? Benfica's on that path of, of creating good players, young players, and then selling them high and creating good players. And right now, you can tell Benfica is a good youth team because they're in first place in the second division. So, like, so like we have talent, and we got away from that by by those elections. Those elections came around, and Jesus was like, okay, because we had a horrible end of the season, the only way I can win these elections is if I, like, basically give money and get players that with names. And Jesus comes with a guarantee of winning a campeonato. So let's let's throw money out the door so they, they think we're investing all, all this money, making a great team to win the Champions League. And that's where it all went wrong. We basically went back to 10 years ago where we would get like the the, the players that finishing their careers in England or like Volidonks and this and that. And, and and their names came to the Portugal and then Mexico. And then we were always junk. That's why we always play, never could compete with Porto. Right. So I think that's where we went wrong. I think if 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 we have to get away from that and rebuild again, starting with a fresh mind, fresh eyes, and uh, building from scratch on a youth team. Can you agree? I I still think there's there's got to be a mix. It is a mix. Think, yes, yeah, but but like that that wasn't. I mean, when we were before Jesus, when we had the 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 Jetsons, the the Florentinos, the Gonzalo Rem. I mean, those guys just haven't panned out, and they they didn't during that season with with um, was it with Laj right before Jesus came in. So I I don't think it's got to be full blown no youth. Like you're still gonna have to spend. You're still gonna have to get quality players. I mean, I I still prefer a Portuguese coach. I think I I I know that you just said getting um out of the habit of just going through that cycle with you know recycling you know coaches from Braga and you know game range or whatever but I still think your best chance of getting a coach that's familiar with the league familiar with the rivalries I think that goes a long way than getting a stranger yeah but you like I, I'm reading Jay's comment yeah but look just look at Porto squad right most of the squads that I playing today is is a it's youth team with a, a few mix of like a fit in there, fit in there, and, and a filler here, filler there, and most of the, the most of the players that Porto has playing on the starting eleven today are players. The, the two wide wing wide backs are from the league, are from Maritimo. Right, or, I agree or, with or, that. All right, I agree and with then, that. And then, the, and then the, the the back line we have uh, Cardozo, we got from Santa Clara, and who's the other center back? Bemba. Bemba. I don't even know that where that guy came from. But then uh, in, the, in the middle we have Vitinha and Fabio Vieira, two youth players, right? And Octavio, who's who's now the the the, the, the basically captain. the the captain and the, the the who holds the team together, right? And then up top you have young guys too. Taremi just came out of nowhere. Fine, that's a filler. That's a guy that you need to score goals because he doesn't have a youth team. So put Taremi. But like that's what the men, that's what we I needed from Benfica. And well, that, let's guess how much money they spent. No, I agree with you. We need to recruit better from within the league. Sporting and Porto have done it. We, for some reason, the players that we do get within the league, they just, they don't pan out. And and we need to do a better job than going out and getting, you know, players players from the Estrangeiro. Get players from the league because there's quality in the league. You just got to find the right players to fit the squad. I, I would I like Cardo, to see them. I, I know Cardo's like 27, but, but, but I'm not saying that anything about the age. I'm talking about you fill these players with, guys from a lower team in the league like you don't have to go spend 20 millions in brazil to to get a, a morato and you have a cardoso in santa clara that costs you you know yeah two million i get that 
I, I can agree with that. I, but it starts with, I mean, you talked about rebuilding, right? This is this is the beginning of the rebuilding. The first step was getting rid of the Jesus. The next step is getting rid of the, the, the old bags in the, on the team too. Yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But, you have, but you have to leave a foundation. You have to, you, maybe not PZ and Ramiro or Rafa, but you need to leave a foundation. You need to create a team around somebody or, or at least a few players, right? I like, agree. Portis, Porto's creating a team around Octavio and uh, and you know at that time last year was Sergio Oliveira. You could tell that, that was a core there, right? Benfica is not creating a team about any around anybody. We have we have maybe Vigo now. No, but, but Oscar, you know what I hear a lot is like, oh, we need to keep these players around because it was like Sabi and Mistica do Benfica. I don't man. believe in any of that. I shit. don't believe in any of that shit either. No. The, what creates the Mistica is winning. Once yeah. you start winning, then you then you have the Mistica that you 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 you're going into matches like Porto does. You know you're not going to lose that game. You're gonna you're you're gonna you know that's what creates the Mistica and the Garra and the Kerid. Like it's not because no. you know PZ's there for ten years and he's he's holding the club. He he can he can distribute like that. That's all bullshit to me. Hey Kenny, you know you're one of the guys that that wanted this guy out because Bacavella, Bacavella. <laughs> what we're missing now. Is a Samaris. We're missing a guy that comes in. But even then, I I don't agree. I don't agree, dude. I and I was a big fan of Samaris. I and that's again what I spoke about earlier, right? Is the is us is us romanticizing the players and not being able to cut ties with right? Like great great representer of the club. You show that you care that it means something to you. But like again, you caring and performing on the field are two different things so i disagree with you in terms of needing a guy like somebody maybe in the locker room but on the field like i don't think he was capable just like i don't think and Almeida is a, a capable of being a regular just like i don't think pz's any more capable of being a regular um but again i i agree with us needing to clean house and, and angry pino says it here too is uh but i also think that if we're going to go into this rebuilding then we better be ready to not win right away right Ruben Amorim came in halfway through the season right and he stuck to his guns right and they weren't very good they ended up finishing behind Braga where he was um and right slowly and surely it's starting to fucking pick up some speed but it just pisses me off like you said Oscar that we were at that point um you know when we won our our fourth league right and then we didn't reinvest and then we basically since then it's been backwards at that point, all we needed to do is like sell some. So obviously, you Correct. can't hold the Jean Felix. You can't. Jonas can't play forever, so you have to lose those guys. Just replace those guys, those pieces, like that somewhat similar players to those guys, and continue. Like, why come around and basically just like let's let's roof, like sell sell everybody or improstar uh, todoji and let's get all news Yarmachuks and and uh, Gilberto's and Everton's guys with name. Because because now we have money and we want to do what do what with it? It, it, to, it to me it's just it was just a, it was a right there. I've been calling for the Spartans cliff. That was our cliff. To think that we were in that position, and to now think that if not for a miracle turnaround with Bruno Lage, Benfica could have could currently today have been what four years without winning a title. If it wasn't for that miracle title yeah. that we got for Bruno Lage. So um I quickly want to move on to today's game and and there's not much excitement to talk about. But uh so Nelson Medisimo comes in, first game in charge. He had one practice to the team, um, and they traveled yesterday. 
made some changes, went to a back four, um, what appeared to be a 4-4-2, um, with Gonzalo Ramos kind of dropping in between lines at times, making it a 4-5-1. Uh, Gilberto on the right, Morato, Vertong, and, and Andre Almeida at left back, which I think was a nightmare to start with. Um, two left-footed center backs. Um, I thought yeah. uh, they – I thought in the first – and I had written it down. I thought in the first 30, 35 minutes that they both looked pretty good. Morato looked good. He had a mistake in the second half that could have cost us another goal and somehow Porto didn't turn it into a goal. Um, Everton, Weigel, João Mario, Rafa, Yaramchuk, and Gonçalo Ramos. Um we lose three to one, concede three goals again. Um, I thought we looked good in the first 20 minutes in the sense of we looked a little bit more organized. We looked a little bit more confident. But again, for me, there's just not enough intensity there. These guys from Porto were just fucking running ragged. Like they, like Kenny said, right? They, regardless of tactically what their output is, their energy levels are just so superior to us right sporting was the same thing they could play terrible but the fact that they just fucking run ragged like it creates mistakes and and that's how they scored goals it just creates mistakes um oscar what were your thoughts on this game did you see anything positive that we could see and again we can't judge him on this game because it's yeah. one game and it was a very tough decision right situation so so verissimo coming into the game obviously he came in a few, like just what four days ago five days ago Two. And then he was gone. He was gone for two days because of his his mom passing. So he basically had what one two practices of the team. No, he had one. He got appointed Tuesday. They had practice Tuesday. They traveled yesterday, and he wasn't. He had an off day because he had his mom's funeral. Right. But he ended up getting on the bus with the team. So, so one we, practice, and then what they did this morning. Right. So he had one practice max, a few lessons this morning. Right. So he really didn't have. I I was I don't know if I was him. I, you know, obviously, I cannot judge Verissimo out of this game. This is a game that's like, listen, it, like, messing with you, dude. Let's let's go. Let's uh, let's yeah. Sue's Sue, yeah. Sue's messing with you. <laughs> yeah. So so we the blame went from Jesus to now like uh, like obviously this is still a Jesus team, right? We can't give this this team that played today to Verissimo, not yet. Um, so I would if I was Verissimo. I wouldn't have changed it too much because like he has he hasn't worked anything with the team. So he changed like a tactical line lineup on the first day with having one practice within the team. It was a big risk. It was a big risk, but he had to do it because we had no Otamendi. Correct. So I agree with that. W- without Otamendi, you basically like what do you do? Poferro, Morato, and uh, and Vertogen in the middle. Ooh. It's that's risky. That's really risky. So so we had we had to kind of play this kind of game. And then on the left side, I'm like, we have without Grimaldo, who do we put? So I wouldn't have put Andrade Almeida. I, I didn't even know Gil Dio's not even a convocado. I don't even know why. But to me, he would have been our second uh, our second option for a left back. But he was not in the lineup. So so it was it was a risky move. And and I saw in the first in the first half, I think the team was trying to find each other or find like what's like basically it, they, the first time they played the fourth the fourth. Uh, 4-2 and and this year so they're trying to find each other so the first half was like i'm like what the hell is going on it's going to be another another game where like porto is going to run over all over us but i didn't think porto was as dominant no it was in the first half an hour and Benfica had a chance but porto wasn't as dominant but porto created more chances and like kenny said in our next message zaidu had at least two chances where he could have played a through ball and then sent someone on a breakaway and his passes were shit yeah um so again, while yeah. they weren't as dominant, 
they, I felt Benfica was a little bit more comfortable in the game. But, but I think Benfica in the first half, I, I, I saw in the players, it was just like they had a little bit more garra than the last game they played against Porto. You could tell that they wanted to do more, but I just don't, they couldn't find the system. The, the system, the first time they played that system this year. So to me, it looked like they were finding each other on the field. And then the second half comes and uh, we're down 2-0 and we could tell something, whatever happened in the second half at the locker room worked because like they came in with a total different mentality and and it looked like they were they they had the game like we could come back to this game we scored right away and we were even then we got the red card stupid and made a red card i don't know how the hell this guy does what he does there was a bad trap and then he just goes and tackles a guy feet up it's like stupid that's like for a captain and that that one of the oldest guys on the team to me would have been like i'm done with you like i i I just can't fatten the, the idea that he did that so but if it, even with ten guys, we were dominating, which was it was like we were playing better with ten guys. It looked like we found like our, the team found each other, and they were playing so well, uh, creating chances after chances. And then Verissimo does what I, I was surprised about. He changes the team. He changes four guys on the 65th minute when we were all over them, all over them. Like, like what the hell? Even I'm not blaming the guys coming in or the guys going out, but the, like. We were playing well. You don't change a team or don't touch a team that when we're over all over them. Let them continue until you see that somebody's tired and you change one guy and replace that one guy. You don't you don't replace four guys of your like the most the fastest guys and that to that point yep. to put in slower guys when you're playing with ten guys. You just I, don't do that. So to me, that was like maybe Vrisen doesn't know the team yet and he's just trying to test it out. But that 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 was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, yeah, yeah. I think his substitutions killed the momentum that we had. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think it would have killed us anyways, because um, the last twenty five minutes was painful to watch. It was basically like keep away. The team just had no legs, which I'm not surprised by. Kenny, um, agree with what Oscar said. Did you see anything that you take away from it? Yeah, no, I most mostly agree with with what Oscar said. I mean, trying to keep it short and sweet. I mean, I I, I do think that we we played better than than the other game. Um, <clears throat> like Oscar said, I, you know, we Verismo's coming in, changing the system. It's hard to expect much much different or, or a better result than last time. I mean, I, I I actually guessed the right score for this game, and I'm I'm sorry to say that I had to guess a, a losing score, but um yeah i i it's, it's just hard to to take a look at all the you know everything that's going on right you lose you you're you're probably losing some of your top players without the mandy darwin grimaldo you have a new coach with a new system two days you know two days before the match all this going on with all the pressure all the noise and you're going to the dragon again for the league to try to you know turn the result I wasn't expecting much different. Um, I do think they played a little bit better. I actually, Yarmchuk, I think had the first chance of the game. Well, not the first chance of the game, but we could have gone up if he had, Correct. if he had hit that one. Um, and then they come right back down and score two goals. And then they come right that. Yeah, exactly. So that, that play starts from as I do burns Gilberto on the line and could play the ball in for a breakaway and passes it right to Morato. And yep. we go down the field and almost score and they come back down the field and score. Right. But you, yeah. you, know, you notice, you notice that their two goals came from a position that we had three defenders or three CBs there. 
probably wouldn't have happened because they just legit like autostrada right through that the two cbs system wasn't working because they were just like not used to the, each other playing there and that it's just the two cbs that, that second like, one was terrible like yes yeah. whole the complete lack of awareness of yeah. course and gilberto's used to playing wing like like wing back right way up uh, uh, ahead and three defense three cbs that can control that box and the two goals happen because autostrada's in the box yeah yeah Go ahead, Kenny. Yeah, no, and I'm just you know if if Yarmchuk hits that maybe it's a different game. Who's who's to, who's to say? But like you said, right. they come they come right back down the field. They score one, and then it's it's like you can just you can just see the players are you know they're out of it. You know the midfield starts starts kind of walking around, um, and then in the second half, like Oscar Oscar said, I think it was around the 60th minute. We were on top of them, and and you know five minutes later, he takes. I mean we're. We're down a player. We're playing with ten men. We're actually doing well in the 60th minute. We're creating chances, and then you take out Rafa and Gonzalo. I mean Gonzalo. Uh, yeah, Gonzalo. He he didn't do Ramos. much. Gonzalo Ramos. He didn't do much, but at least he has pace, right? And and that's what you kind of need when you're down. Right. When you're down a man, you need the pace in, in open playing space behind. to create the counterattack. And five minutes after you're controlling the game. You take out your, your two fastest players. You don't, you don't create another one again. You're like, you don't create another exactly. So you 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 lose the momentum there. You you don't. I mean, you pretty much at that point. You, you there's nothing else you can do. I mean, Seth is just kind of what, what can you expect from Seth up there? He's a guy that's going to hold the ball. There's there's nowhere to hold the ball. He's by himself. He can't do anything. So yeah, I think you killed the game at that point. That that is worrisome. I mean, as a manager, you have to be able to see that and and not make those changes. Like you have to. I mean, if you don't. If if we are sitting here and you think that that's we think that's like the obvious, the, the most obvious thing going on on the field, and he goes and makes that change, what what do you think's going through his mind? Like it, it just doesn't make any sense. So yeah, and I get and I guess say say Jean Mario needs a replacement, so put in Tarab. I I get one guy, but we need us four guys at one time. Like yeah, all four guys went in, and those four guys in the top came out. So yeah. that basically right there killed the momentum, like you said, killed the momentum. The game Absolutely. was over at that point. And then now, they get the score right away. Now the question is moving forward, does he change back to the three three back system? Does he does he try to you know work his four four two or four three three, whatever he plays with moving forward? That's the question. I don't I don't know what, what's gonna happen here, but um well I yeah. think I, I don't know what happened, but I think Muratu must I think he pulled a hammy. It looked like he was just cramped more than anything. Up, yeah. It looked like because before that he was on the ground stretching, and then you could tell, like he didn't pull up like a hamstring. He pulled up like his muscles tensed up and he couldn't move. Yeah, but hopefully it's not a hammy. Well, uh, like, but yeah, I mean there was some. I mean Gilberto was was busting his ass. I mean that guy was yeah, but, exhausted to the end. I know he's not. He's that not. That third that third goal is his fault. Yeah, he comes yeah. out guns blazing and just runs in a straight line, and the fucking defender, the guy just goes right by like. But listen, if we want to say, hey, we want more players playing with Garra, at least at Correct. least he I was. Get that. I, no, I, I don't like, disagree. I like I that he that fucking way. stuck it to Otavio, that piece of shit. No, I don't. I don't disagree with you. And and Fernando says here, put short competence. We had a chance to go to make it zero one with Yadam Chooks. Two minutes later, they score. Gonzalo Ramos had that chance that he could have tied it, and yeah. he kind of fluffed it. Rafa's pass was a little bit wider than it maybe could have been. Um, but he has to shoot that. He was trying to correct. Shoot. No, he no, blast it. I don't, I don't disagree with you. But then again, I just wanted to quickly touch on one point of this game is once again, Rafa failed to show up. And the one time he showed up in this game, we scored. Like that's the only time he showed up is the pass that he had to Yadam Chuk. Apart from that, he didn't do anything. And again, Spartan was the same thing. 
last week against Porto was the same. Like we've praised him so much um, of how good he's been, and he has. But I just get the sense of the only game that I can think of that Rafa showed up was Sporting two years ago when we and he showed up against he showed up against Porto and, and Porto with we... Felix. Yeah, two one. That's it. But like apart from that, like I can't think of him showing up oh, against. I, I, actually, I disagree with that. Last year, it, Porto kept breaking his legs every time he kept going through the middle. Remember, he kept cutting guys in the middle. For the Tassa, for the Tassa. Yeah, they kept breaking his legs. So he doesn't show up against Porto. But right now, it's it's tough. And I, dude, we talked about the João Mari the same situation. João Mari, João Mari was like started off like a superhero, and he's been quiet lately, right? He's been he's not he. Like these players have been playing ninety minutes most of the games, and at some point the the guys are covered. I guess we need to like you need to give them rest. You need to get like Rafa plays most of the game almost every game because <laughs> you don't have any other options. Everything yeah. sucks. So, so and, and he's the type of player that will you'll like run up and down the field like twenty billion times in a get one game. I, so I, no, Oscar, I agree. I agree with the Rafa take. And, and let's be honest. I mean. If you're going to – any team playing against Benfica, your game plan is to shut down Rafa, and I think they do a good job of that. I mean, yeah. they they knock it, they knock him on his ass. They don't let him take his – you know, he's going to get a couple of sprints, right, a couple of, of, of runs. But for the most part, the minute he touches the ball, he's going to get knocked, and and they do a good – I mean, if teams can isolate him and keep him out of, out of you know, out of, uh, you know, pushing play, then we are in trouble because he is the only player that, that can create. I mean, outside of Darwin, Darwin can also – um, you know, in, in space, create something. But, yeah, you you isolate Rafa and you pretty much can kill us easily. Yeah, I mean, last last game, we did a good job isolating Luis Diaz, right? Like, yeah. and But everybody else ste- stepped then up. Someone has to step up. That's a, You need to be able to use that as an advantage yeah. as well, right? Like, he's yeah. occupying these guys, right? So someone else needs to take the initiative. And that's the problem with right. us. And that's our yeah. problem. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I think, and I think and I think when you have a, a, a team like Porto playing – you at home, they're gonna like Sergio Cristiano is gonna read your strongest points and be like, okay, that's the, the point we have to kind of take away, right? And they do a good job at it. And you're not playing a, a, a Muirense or or a team that can listen. Let's fend for ourselves. It's everybody here is better than us. You have a player, probably one or two players on their team that's that better than us. Let's cut, let's isolate them, and then let let, let the other ones beat us. Osvaldo says, um abraço para ti, Osvaldo, from Angola. He's watching us. Estou a gostar de vos acompanhar, from Angola. Um abraço. Um, he says, penso que está... estas alterações uh, tiveram hoje a sua última oportunidade e assim o treinador, treinador tem legitimidade para agora trabalhar com quem lhe oferece melhor garantias. Do you think some of the changes here um, were in the mindset, right? Some of them were forced, but do you think some of the alterations were also kind of an opportunity for him to get a sense of, right, who's going to fit this system, right? Is Can I count on this guy? Can I count on that guy? I think, or well, the thing is, we don't have with Darwin help. He's not going to put Seth and Yarmachuk from the beginning, right? That's that's just like uh, isolating two ducks up top. Like you can't do that. <laughs> so so uh, so so we need to have a, a, a striker. Could have been Seth or Yarmachuk with a mobile other striker, like that can run around. So either been Darwin or Gonzalo Ramos. I think most of the changes that he did to Jesus' system were forced, right? Yeah. I think he's not. I don't think he used today's game to test out players for the future. I don't think so. I think if it's a game that that we're winning, you know, two zero, I think you'll see more changes and you'll see more testing coming up. But I I don't think he used this game for the testing. 
I, I that's and, my honest opinion. And, and I also think getting the red card, I think I think he probably wanted to play some of the younger kids in the second half, and he didn't get that opportunity because of of the red card. But Oscar, do you think they're gonna he's gonna continue with the with the four back or the three back? I think he's he goes with the four back. I agree. I think he so. plays. He plays with the four back in yeah in the B team, so I, yeah. that's something that he likes to. But I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing: we we I don't think we'll we'll succeed, and I'll and I think Vigo lose will lose a lot of uh you know you know potencia in that midfield because I, I he, he's, if he goes he's gonna he's gonna play a four four two, he's gonna probably most likely. Play about, what about the four three three or four? Yeah, I like the four three three. My 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 system would have been a four three three, right? That's what I that's what I put on the thing today. It would have four three three. But we can't Grimaldo on the four back is weak, right? Um Gilberto But he's worked know. for us before. It worked in for us. We won right? with a back a four time, for a long time. We right. won with a back four of Bruno Lage and Verissimo's assistant. Right. Right. And, and I think I think with with Lucas Verissimo out. Four four three three or four four two is probably our best option this year. Time yeah, we'll tell. We'll see. Jay says no, you didn't isolate Luis Diaz. He created every goal. I disagree. The first one was a throw-in. The second one was a corner kick that the or a cross or yeah, it was a corner kick that they played back into the box and the goalie punched and Vitinha scored. And I don't remember what the third one was. The third Jay's one. Very I interested think. in in today's in today's uh, podcast, huh? Yes, I like it. He's watched an hour an hour and a half today. I like it. today. Like that number like up. Um, Fernando says we have players to play a four-three-three and a four-four-two, depending on the opponent. I agree. Um, he also asked new coach, "Do we want a new coach that knows the talents from the Seychelles? This is an opportunity to do like a Mourinho at Sporting, mixing young players with experience." I like that. That's what I, I absolutely. That's why. That's why I believe a Portuguese coach, because if a coach comes from um, <laughs> from outside, from a, from a Germany or from outside a, a, a Strangeiro. He won't. I don't think he's a coach that's gonna go and and bring out the youth and and you know players like like we seen we seen the youth the under twenty one Portugal team like the Vitinhas, the Bragança from Braga from Sporting, the the Fabio Vieiras, um, like even Florentine when in in the U team the on the youth on the U twenty one Slasão team, these guys are good. They 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 are good players, and I don't think a Strangeiro would go and get them. Yeah, I don't. I um, like what would you guys think? And and quickly before we wrap it up, is uh right? Say we ride it out to the end with Verissimo. Um, if you have time between now and then to to line someone up, present them the plan. Right here's what we're currently working with. Here are who we think are the players in the B team that we think should be part of the A team for next season. Here's who we plan potentially to move on. Um. Etc. Do you think that would give someone who doesn't necessarily have to know the Seychelles inside and out, doesn't have to know the youth team, but has time to put things together, right? Here's our plan. Here's our project, right? Similar to like uh, Eric Ten Hag. Not saying that we're going to get an Eric Ten Hag because I think he's going. I forgot where he's going because apparently Gallardo is going to Ajax at the end of the season. Um, but someone like him who who's capable of of grabbing that youth grabbing that project, right? IX has a defined plan. This is our strategy. This is how we do things. And we need to fit the coach to that, to that strategy, opposed to what I think a lot of teams do in Portugal, not just Benfica is they fit the, 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 uh, the club has to fit the coach's strategy, right? Do you guys 
agree with that or do you think it has to be the other way around i think i think if there's a track record if you can if you can prove if you can show me that there's a track record of something like that with with um you know developing the youth system into into the main squad from a different outside club i'm i would consider that but i still feel more comfortable and i think we have better success with you know portuguese coaches within within the league uh, this, coach this, that has history in the league look uh, this is the situation we we bring a, a coach that's spanish he's going to bring a lot of spanish players from the b teams of other teams right like like we'll we'll, we'll see. They, can be, they can pen out they can be really good like just like like a portuguese coach goes to a, a strangero all of a sudden they become portuguese like uh all these portuguese players go there right that's they're familiar with is their the the players from their country and easier to coach as well because language and all that right so so i i to me it has to be has to be a coach from like that, that knows the the culture in portugal that knows the language and can easily like integrate players from the youth team i i think that's our best way to succeed well time will tell what's uh, your what what i don't even know did you even mention what your potential managers would be my my manager my preference was gallardo but i said that when uh rui costa won the election i said that from when we got jj um i think he would be a really good option for a team to take on in europe it sounds from the rumors and i believe it may already be in a contract but i saw that Ten Hag is going somewhere at the end of the season and Gallardo is their choice to replace him. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but he would be my preference. Um, if I had to pick a Portuguese coach, um, they're uh, going to be completely honest with you. There isn't one that jumps out to me. I know people have mentioned Renato Paiva, right? He knows the insides. You know, Leonardo Jardim is not one that would be fitting to you? Um. I liked him before. The only reason I don't like him now is because he's in Saudi Arabia. He's in a, in a league that's not as competitive. It's a completely different level of soccer, right? JJ was there, right? And then he went to Brazil. And even in Brazil, he didn't play like attractive football, right? But he won everything, right? And then we, he but came they, here. They, they played the best soccer that, that Flamengo's ever played. Because they won, right? When you win, it's easier to say you, right? You played well, right? As long at the end of the day, right? When you look back in the performance, you look at the scoreboard, right? We won, fuck yeah, we won, right? They won everything, right? Flamengo hadn't won shit in a long time, um, but I don't know. I, I, there isn't a Portuguese coach that jumps out to me. If Words I had to, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Finish. You can. Finish. If I had to, if I had to put my finger on one, and I know that he's been one that people have said no, is, um. Abel Ferreira and strictly for the reason of he reminds me a lot of Sergio Conceição in the aspect of he brings that fire in the into the team like you see his pre-match um, conversations in the locker room like he just brings that fire that I feel like Sergio Conceição does right like regardless of the tactics regardless if we can kick a fucking ball these guys are going to run through that goalpost Every single time, right? And I think that's one of the biggest things that Benfica is lacking for years. Regardless of how good we play, regardless of the formation, regardless of the strategy, Benfica, I don't know if it's just in our DNA, we go by players that are more finesse guys, right? That are, yeah. you know, tiki-taka, soft players, right? Yeah. And Porto has this fucking mentality of like, every guy Agitators. they buy is a Agitators. machine, right? Like, they could be not very good technically, but they are just going to agitate the shit out of you. They're going to, you know, nip at your ankles. They're going to run through walls. 
And a lot of times that's what it takes to cause mistakes, to unsettle the opponent, right? We've said it before, but I feel like goes into the Dragon scared, right? There's a reason for that, right? So I feel like we there needs to be a reset here well, in, in but terms like, of what but we you, do. But you said, you said uh, Coach Strangeiro, other than Trapotani is probably the last coach that we won. With he, in the last 21 years in the Portuguese League, three Strangeiros have won the league. Trapatoni, Coadrians, and I believe Lazo Bononi in 2000. And, and Coadrians won with the Hulks and the James Rodriguez and Lucio Gonzalez. And Bologna like, won with John Pinto and the it, Mets. It's almost, it's almost uh, at that time that Juventus was running the whole league. Any coach could have won with them. And so is the PSG in, in France, right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So, so, so I, in Trapatoni, it was like uh, probably the lowest points ever in history that you want a campeonato with, right? Like, Yeah, and it's, it's not common that right in 21 years three international coaches win the portuguese league right that's not a good number for international coaches but there's got to be a point where that's going to change right like eventually that pattern is going to be reverted when it is i don't know right but i think we can't go off the mindset of right only three have won in the last 21 years so we need to stick with the or i think we need to start to think outside the box right what are our options what is our project what is our plan and who can fit our project and our vision and not who can we go get that we then have to adjust to and re and flip the team upside down, right? Because then when a new coach comes in, you implement new ideas, right? If the club has a strategy and a, and a plan, right? Regardless of who the coach is, your, your coach has to fit that mold, right? Whereas when you just get a coach and you have to fit what the coach wants, right? That's when there's a, a huge revolving door. Players come, players go. You don't know what to expect, right? If there's a consistency there, right? Starting from the top. The A team plays a certain formation. The B team plays a certain formation. You watch IX youth team. You watch Byron's youth team. They all, it starts from the bottom up, right? They all play the same mentality, same strategy, same tactics, right? Because that's how you build that development, right? Because the players that you move up are used to that system, right? Yeah. Where if you don't have consistency there, right? You could be great in the B team. Then you go to the A team and you're like, fuck, now it's three center backs, right? I'm not used to playing the system. Now it's going to take me a little while to adapt, right? So you have that consistency. I think it ends up benefiting in the long term, but that takes a little while to build. So, so what, 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 I, what I'm trying to understand is like, so when Fika lost Brissimo right now to, to injury, right? For the whole season. Yep. Like the, the mentality should be, let's go get a, a guy from the B team, bring him up and play. I don't disagree right with that. But now they're talking about going to buy a central for the on in January because to replace Verissimo. Well, we'll see how that pans out now. That was JJ's choice. I don't know if that'll change now with Verissimo. I can't imagine that they're going to give Nelson Verissimo string to make changes. No, he's going to use Ferro. Wasn't Ferro part of the convocatoria today? Ferro was there today. Uh, Tomás Araujo was there today, right? So I think they're going to say, listen, we need to make do what we can. If we need to go, we'll go get someone on loan. Right. But apart from that, we we need to figure out who our next manager is and what the plan is. We can't go buy more players to then ship them out. No, yeah, exactly. You got to figure out the coach first. I, I got two, I got two questions for Mike. Mike, so and and this goes back to the Pippa conversation because I think you were high on him last year. If I'm not I was. mistaken, I was. And um, and if I'm not mistaken, he is Benfica. He did. He played for Benfica. So is what's what what has changed on your on your end for him and then uh, to your point about um you know de- developing getting um a coach actually I, I don't know if it, if it was to your point but i feel like the new coach and there's there's a change in in how managers and coaches interact with the players now right you can see it with ruben and Mourinho, klops you have to be a player 
friendly coach. You can't, right. the Jarge Jesus types, the Kunse sounds it's working, but at some point, the minute they start losing, Kunse sounds going to be the, the dog that's out the they door. Came close last year. Right. And, and so, but when you when you're winning, everything's fine. But the minute it turns, right. these, like you have to be a player's coach nowadays. It's un, I mean, I think it's unfortunate because I still like the hard nosed old school type coach. But I think that's where you have to kind of go is towards a young, like player coach, players, a, a, a guy that's that's player friendly like a Ruben Amorim. I don't know where you're gonna find that. I don't know if Pep Pepe fits that because I think he is younger, but I, I don't know. Yes, but um. Where I mean, yeah, I, I'm just curious to hear you on that. I I am a fan of Pippa. I w- I was a fan of his last year. Um, I think tactically he's good. I think in his presentation and how he speaks in the press conferences pre-match, he's very good. He speaks about football. He, you can tell he knows what the fuck he's talking about. The only thing that's put me off this year, and again, it could be because he doesn't have the resources that he would have at a club like Benfica. That could be the case. Yeah. Um, but for me, like I, I watch a lot of the Portuguese league and, and I told myself that I probably shouldn't because emotionally I'm way too invested in this and it just pisses me off. But um, right. They're six, five and five. They're like eighth place. If I'm not mistaken, they are eighth. Yeah. Six, five and five. Right. For a team like Vitória de Guimarães or Vitória Sport Club, Right some consider them and Braga like the next step down, right? That next tier, right? And I would expect him to do a little bit more. And he has a pretty decent team there. And to be fair, they play some pretty good football, um, right? We saw them against us in the Tasa de Liga. Um, I've watched them against Sporting. I watched them against Porto. And they, they play high intensity, um, high pressure. Um, they move the ball well. Um, but how things have panned out for him this year kind of puts me off. Like, is he really ready for that next step, right? We'll never know until they take that step, right? anyone right you don't know if you're going to be ready until you take that step there's just a huge drop off between a Benfica Porto Sporting and a Braga and a Vitoria Sporting School that's just the reality of it could he be from a mindset perspective I agree with you I think he's Portuguese he's young he's hungry right I want to win titles opposed to if you get an older guy who's won it right maybe comes with that arrogance right so having someone that has that fire who hasn't won anything and wants to prove themselves I think is, a, is an advantage is he ready for the pressures that come with right coaching a team like Benfica, right? Especially like if you come in and take over a team that's won the title, I think it maybe it lessens the pressure a little bit more, right? Because things are going well, right? Rui Vitoria is one example of that, right? He came in and replaced JJ. And a lot of people say that his early success was because of the foundation that JJ put in place, right? Mm-hmm. And then it started to tail off. If he comes in in a situation where, you know, we have a disastrous season this year and he comes in next summer, does that put a little bit more pressure on him, right? To, to be better than what we did this year? Maybe, but maybe that motivates him more, right? So if if we chose someone like Beppo, would I be upset? Probably not, right? Would he be my first choice? No, right? Yeah, but, but I would, but what, it wouldn't, what you choosing, I wouldn't be upset about you're it. You're choosing Gallardo, right? Over Pep is it a Pepe is basically you want a name instead of somebody that has a higher risk, right? Like he, he but he, I think Gallardo is a high risk or low risk, high reward, right? Because he's a guy that's won it. He's got experience of, of a winning mentality, right? He's won it in, in South America. Um, he's a coach that taking that jump to Europe, right? That, that gives him that extra motivation, right? I'm finally in Europe. Here's my chance, right? In a team, I'm not at a team like a Real Madrid or a Barcelona or a PSG, right? Where, I got shit tons of money and people expect to win now. Right. And obviously he's going to be expected to win now at Benfica, but it's not the pressures that he would face, you know, with a, with a massive club yeah, in Europe. 
but that's that's a, a, a Gallardo is a coach that you want not mid season, obviously. So you want Brazil no, no, I, because I he, agree. He come in, he come from. I don't think anyone. Who do you think is going to take over mid season now? I mean, I don't if, think many coaches will. Look, look at this. Look, look at when I think Pepe will take it. When did Ruben When Ruben Avni take over Spartan? Was it in January? January? Yeah, but they weren't in anything. I know, but so if he could basically, like, uh, I mean, but if right he now, still got Champions League. Do they still yeah, got Champions? No, <laughs> like, what's, what's the difference? Yeah, but there's not much of expectation in Champions League. Yeah. And and we the have, league, the there league isn't expectations in the sense of we're not expected to win it, but we got a favorable draw in the sense of we could have had much worse, right? I think. Right. The draw uh, that we have, there's an expectation that we should be able to compete, right? Whether we make it or not or not. Other than Verissimo, other, other topic to have. <laughs> wait, other than Verissimo being being in the B team, right? What is the big difference between Verissimo and Pepe? Probably known more of the knows more just as much of what we think of the A team than he's got first Verissimo. first division experience. Yeah. So 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 like so Pepe coming in and, and coaching instead of Verissimo is probably the same thing I think in result wise and I don't disagree and I think I think the the other piece here and and quickly to wrap up is um Gallardo I'm still a believer that Benfica needs someone with a firm and a and a reputation that's going to buy the players in right JJ has the reputation but he's just an asshole right I think someone like Gallardo could be that guy. I think Peppa seems like a guy that he gets along well in the locker room with the players. I, they seem to have a good relationship with him, but that could also play in a disadvantage, right? Bruno Lage was a very nice and favorable guy, right? And it ended up unraveling for him. So sometimes being able to separate the, I'm a, I'm the manager and I'm the manager. I'm your friend. There's a, there's a, a tight I, rope there. I think that's the new, the new age of ma managerial style. And it could be. I 100% think that that's how it is. And I think I, and like you said, I've 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 heard Pip. I've seen a few games. I agree, he's not having a great season, but I like his uh, demeanor. I think I think he would, um, I, I think he would have some success. I think he would take over the locker room. I think you know whether you know what's that's my opinion, right? I think he could he could get the team on his side and and probably get us uh, get a little bit more out of the players. But like Oscar said, I mean Verisma could do the same exact thing, but I think Pippa has more experience. Clearly, he has more experience. So, fair. Carlos says, na minha opinião, se a direção não quer que na próxima época seja o Veríssimo treinador, acho que, na, acho que o próximo treinador deveria vir já para começar a preparar a próxima época. Yeah, that's I what agree. I think too. I agree. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's preparing in the background and not actually coaching, unless shit really goes south. Yeah, um, no. Well, I, I think no one's going to be preparing because if Veríssimo then has a really good turnaround, Jenny, then, Jenny. then they gotta, they're going to have to keep him just like they kept no, Lodge. And then the new guy is out. They should have an agreement already with Verissimo. This is what's, what what the plan is. Like, not be transparent. I think Ricos has shown that he's very tra transparent, right? He's not a guy that goes and uh, you know. I think last year when uh, when uh, uh, Jesus was hired, we had a B team come. The B team coach came in, and then he didn't want to go back to the B team, so he left. Right? Was in, uh, am I Ooh. making this up? Ooh. Like our last year's coach that came in and replaced. Um, it was Verissimo. And then he went back to the B team. I thought he left to go, yeah. go somewhere else. No, Verissimo went to the second, went to the B team. All right, and then Renato Paiva left and went to Ecuador. All right, so I, I don't know. I know I, Paiva ran a few of our games too. No, he never coached the A team. He was always on the B team and the youth. All right, but I, I think I really think that we, we should, we should uh, have it be, be transparent with the, with the coaches and, and going forward. Like right now, we can't rush into a decision. Like bring a coach in just to be bring a coach Correct. in. I think it should be planned out. It should be a best case scenario coach, 
and to come in and prepare a team for the future. It can't be like, uh, let's get somebody now because, uh, you know, it's not fair to Verissimo to coach a few months and then get rid of him and no, no, no. That's to be planned out really well for the next few months and bring some, if you're going to bring somebody in, bring somebody in that's like worth bringing in. I completely agree. Um, quickly to wrap up, who was your MVP? This game? Yep. Thank God. <laughs> uh... Gilberto for fucking sticking it to Otavio. Now, I I really thought, and there's a few plays that it, it was like iffy, but I really thought Muratu showed some personality in that center back. And I actually liked um, Vertogen too, Vertogen too, but Muratu impressed me a little bit. He showed, he wasn't scared to play against Porto. I agree. He, he, he felt confident on the ball too. As you, sometimes too confident. Also, too confident, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree. I think Morato, I thought him and Vertonghen uh, playing in a back four. I don't know if they've played in a, black, a back four together before. I thought uh, did pretty well. Um, but now time will tell. We'll see who's going to be the regulars there. Uh, quickly to wrap up, I wanted to thank everyone in the chat. We had almost 200 comments, um, which is great. We had almost 1,000 live views, uh, which is great. Um, there was a lot of new names. Muito obrigado a Malta que esteve no chat, que esteve a acompanhar uh, e a comentar em português. Um obrigado. Uh, wanted to say thank you to everyone. This is the last English podcast of the year. Uh, over the last year, we have, our posts have reached nearly a million people uh, across the internet. Um, we're almost at 19,000 followers on Facebook. Between all of our platforms, we're close to 20,000. Um, we had almost 200,000 views of our podcast across all platforms in 2021. So it's been, uh, you know, to think that we didn't win any titles and we've achieved those numbers, I think is, is quite impressive. Hopefully when the, when things start turning, uh, a little bit more positive, uh, those numbers will grow, but want to thank everyone for the support, for following us, for, for liking, uh, what we do, whether you agree or disagree with what we say. Um, uh, but everyone's uh, entitled to an opinion here and, and, as you can see between the three of us, we don't always agree, but we're always here for the following week to uh, bang heads again. So, gentlemen, for you guys, uh, thank you once again for joining. Uh, it's been a, a frustrating year, ups and downs. Um, let's hope that 2022 is a little bit more positive for us and we can get Paul to shut up and uh, <laughs> not bother us anymore. Um, and Jay as well. Um, thank you to everyone have a happy new year safe new year um, and we will catch you guys on the other side cheers happy new year, happy new year guys. guys cheers